Hello and welcome everyone to episode 75 of the AppDVs podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and this week's episode will focus on the Aptera news for the period between August 14th and August 20th, 2022. This week's episode will focus mostly on info regarding the interior of the Gamma prototype. Hello everyone, and I hope that you all had a great week. This week's episode is going to be a bit shorter than usual. I feel like I always say that and then I find out that I end up having a 20-minute episode or so, but this week's episode genuinely is going to be shorter. I think we're in a little bit in the calm before the storm. Well, it's not the calm before the storm, but you know, uh, Aptera is kind of uh, drip-feeding us with the reveals of the Gamma prototype and reveal of different informations and final design decisions and we're kind of we're we're in the last quarter of the year where we're I think we're on the cusp of learning some really important key information about the vehicle the main story for this week is all about the gamma prototype last week we had the sort of teaser video well first they showed they a couple of weeks ago they revealed some images of the gamma prototype interior and then they revealed that video where a number of different people got in and out of the vehicle and, and spoke about it. And then this past week, Aptera uploaded a two and a half minute video featuring Jason Hill, Aptera's chief of design, speaking about the interior of the Gamma prototype. And Aptera also posted a, a I guess, a short article on their website basically saying the same thing. Um, Jason Hill also gave sort of a brief teaser roadmap for the future. I'm going to include links to both the video and the web posting within the show notes, and so I would strongly encourage you to to check those out. Both the video and the article had some really interesting information that I'm going to run through now. Um, so starting with the statement that um, Aptera, you know, the Gamma prototype months ago represented the state-of-the-art design but now there have been additional decisions that have been made for the Delta prototype and which will be the production intent version of the Aptera vehicle. And this is just kind of clarifying that what we've been seeing, and this is something that Aptera has stated for a while, what everything that we see is basically the result of actions and design decisions that happened a while ago. I, I think this is in this video, but I'm blanking. I couldn't find it, but basically the production intent version of the Aptera represents, goes back about four, four and a half years of original design. And so what we're seeing now in the Gamma prototype, although we're just seeing it, it, it's actually the result of activities that happened a long time ago or significantly in the past. And so Aptera works on certain designs, then they work on building out, improving those designs. And basically it seems that at some point after they've built out and proved and tested some ideas, then they're revealed to the public. But by the time they've revealed to the public the testing and the proving out of those, those designs, they've already gathered a lot of data and they've 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 continued the design process. And so by the time we see what's basically the gamma interior, they're finalizing the design details and, and possibly even building out what would be the next iteration of several components of the vehicle. And I would say Based on that that statement that you know months ago, what we're seeing now represented the state of the art. For me, 
the implication there is that there are further tweaks and changes that are anticipated to, to occur to the interior of the Aptera vehicle by the time they make it to the Delta prototype and the production intent versions. I'm curious to know how significant and noticeable these changes will be because, you know, based on the, the video footage, the going back to the Alpha prototypes, those already looked pretty good. You know, you're looking at the the Alpha prototype and you're not going, oh, you know, that's not something that you would ever see on the road. This is actually common feedback that you will hear from people who get to test drive the vehicle is that it looks a lot more polished than what they would expect from a development prototype. Now, I will say that, you know, there also are some components that are that make it clear to these early stage reviewers that it's still early stages. You know, there, there are creaks that you hear when the vehicle's going around that kind of indicate that, oh, you know, this looks can be deceiving. It can, it can video well, it can look good in pictures, but it's not exactly final version. But that doesn't change the fact that when you looked at the early footage and going into the alpha prototypes, it already looked good, at least to me, good enough for production. But then once they made the changes going into the beta and the gamma prototypes, then you could see the improvements in terms of ergonomics and the overall design. And it's not to say that the alpha prototypes look bad at any point, but when if you flip back and forth between images of the interior of the alpha prototype and now this gamma prototype, the original already looks a, a bit dated. And it's, it's odd to say for a vehicle that I've never sat in and I've never seen in person, but looking back at, you know, the 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 yoke half wheel the vision forward screens it just a lot more cleaner looking and you go on the pre-order page on the website and you think oh wow you know i'm i'm glad that they've they've made these changes because they are actually pretty nice looking the question then becomes how much further is aptera trying to take things for the delta and production intent models and i guess it's not just how much more are they intending? How much more do they need to make changes and 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 adjustments to what they're planning to build? If I had to guess, I think the most needed area, and and that's all that's within a relative relative from a relative standpoint, the most needed area for change would be in the center armrest area area of the vehicle. Now, Aptera has said in the past that they're going to make the that area it will be modular. Uh, that is to say, you'll be able to choose which features will be in the armrest. You know, maybe there will be extra storage. Maybe there will be an option for a wireless charging pad. You know, those sorts of things. And they also showed off their their pineapple leather design. But other than that, you, we haven't seen what are the options going to be. What would be the cost associated with those different options? You know, what will be the I guess the coloring of those different options in contrast to the rest of the interior it's already gone several iterations that we've seen there is also one other small part is the glove box area that you would see in the passenger seat of a vehicle I noticed in the updated versions in the past the alpha version it was almost like a pouch that you would pull down but in the updated versions of the interior I don't see that pull down pouch at all and I also haven't seen any sort of latch that you could open up a compartment but you know maybe that i just missed that i didn't quite see it but i think that's smaller than the center armrest area um, also another small tweak the aptera owners club youtube channel i saw in one of their videos they pointed out that 
Aptera appears to have moved on to their design of the accelerator and brake pads of the vehicle. There was an earlier render of the Gamma prototype where the accelerator and the brake pedal in the vehicle looked like a plus sign and a minus, minus sign, which I thought was really cool. You know, the, the brake pad, I think, was slightly wider and the accelerator was a circle and they had plus and minus on them. And that was pretty cool. But if you look closely in these the more updated version, the accelerator and the brake pedal, they look just like regular pedals that you would see in a vehicle. And I can't imagine that, you know, you can get cute with those pedals in the vehicle, but ultimately people's shoes, dirty shoes and, and dirty feet are going to get on them. And so any fancy changes that you do is just going to pretty it's going to get covered up pretty quickly. So maybe that was the reason why they did that. Maybe they're still considering that. In any case, Jason Hill goes on to say that they've chosen materials based on durability, sustainability and cleanliness. And on that point, as soon as I saw the white material sections on the headrest, the seats and the steering half wheel, my first thought was, how easy is that going to be to clean? You know, white or off white can be such a striking color contrast that it looks absolutely phenomenal and great in all sorts of marketing. But I always steer clear of that color when it comes to clothes and furniture because, you know, and there's, there's no way that I'm going to try to opt for that for my car. You know, if you, you know, if, if maybe if you're the type of person that treats their cars like Fabergé eggs, then, you know, that's, that's appealing to you. But if that's what's required in order to maintain something in good condition, then, then what's really the, the point? You know, I live in a part of the country that's going that gets regular snow, regular slushy snow, and so everything's gonna get dirty, and so all all of that those white parts, uh, you know, for me, it, and I'm just looking at that, I'm like, ooh, you know, that looks great in pictures, but I don't know that how great that is in in practice, and so time will tell how easy it is to to clean everything. That's good that they're keeping that in mind because that's for me that's the the key part. It's it's the durability. You know, that on a related part, I know we're talking about the interior, but, you know, that's the question for about the exterior wrap as opposed to painting that they're planning for the vehicle. You know, you look at the lifetime of exterior wraps and they're they're measured in it's a much shorter period of time than the composite materials and the rest of the vehicle. And that's that's one source of, you know, minor frustration that I have at this point. In any case. You know, the last parts of this video included Jason saying that soon we'll be able to see how the vision forward system with the rear view mirror camera and the side view mirror displays and the center console screen will elevate the driving experience. As for when that will be, they included a cool shot from the uh, of the front of the vehicle with that light bar that looks like a smiling face. You know, you, you can you could just see the, the glowing light bar of the front of the vehicle and the date of September 10th, 2022. I'm, well, I, I just one quick small point for any listeners who are outside of the United States. I know they had 9, 10, 2022, and in many parts of the world, you know, it goes day, month, year, but I, I, can, I can guarantee you that that is month, day, year, not October 9th, it is September 10th, 2022. And so, Aptera plans to share more details on the final specifications for the Delta production intent versions, or, or that includes all of those, those decisions. They plan on sharing that in the future. And while I realize that 
um, you know, the, again, the focus of this video and what they're going to be revealing, the focus is on interior design. There are some, some major big ticket items that I've been waiting for that I'm hoping that we learned in addition to whatever this reveal they're going to do in a few weeks on September 10th. Um, these are in no order of importance, but the final coefficient of drag for the vehicle, the final range estimates and battery sizes of the different versions of the vehicle, and the final solar capacity and charge estimated charging range for these different options. Heptera has been very open about the aerodynamic improvements of the vehicle, which will affect all of those factors. You know, it's possible that they've made all of these changes, improving the efficiency of the vehicle, you know, improved designs of the Alafe hub motors, improving efficiency. And it's possible that all of those changes were just made to accommodate efficiency losses that may have occurred elsewhere, you know, possibly from added weight to the vehicle, from the suspension improvements, or some other part of the vehicle that I don't really understand. And so it's possible that they have made all of these changes just so that they can keep toward, you know, they can keep in line with their original estimates of 250 mile range, 400 miles of range, 600 miles of range, 1,000 miles of range. On the other hand, it's possible that all of those changes have, have allowed them to, you know, given them a buffer for all of those estimates. It, you know, it's, it's possible that now that the, the tri-motor versions of the vehicle will be 250, 400, 600, 1,000, and if you go with, you know, the slightly, you know, less power draw, more efficient two-motored version, it's possible that those will actually be a little bit, a little bit longer range than their initial estimates. Um, bonus details that I'm looking for will be related to the regenerative braking capacity, uh, recharge capacity, as well as the finalized dimensions of the vehicle. You know, we've already heard that it's been, and you can see from footage some of the footage that they've done that it's a bit longer than it was before so you know i'm curious is you know what are the final height final final width final length dimensions of the vehicle wrapping things up the the article version of this update on aptera's website it largely echoes the statements that jason made in the video you know they've aptera has optimized the head leg and hip room without compromising efficiency of the cargo area and the incredible large capacity. And they focus on removing burdens in relation to controlling the vehicle's various features. And on that last point, I remain forever curious if Aptera has managed to develop any sort of no-look solutions to the touch controls. If you're going to be using the center console screen for HVAC, navigation, media, then that means you're going to be fiddling with that center screen a lot. And so I would love to know if, if there's a way that you can, you can, you, you basically, you can manipulate those controls without having to look closely at it like you would with a mobile phone or a tablet. I, at this point, we've got 20 days until we'll find out the answers to some of these questions. So look forward to seeing that soon. And that concludes episode 75 of the Apt EVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you enjoy the podcast, then please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the Aptera movement. Also, I include my referral link in the show notes, which you can use for $30 off your $100 refundable deposit for an Aptera. 
The AppDVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor FM, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to aptevspodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at apt underscore EVs podcast. Thank you to OS50 for the song Movies, and the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world, make it a better place. <laughs>